The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Taped live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever audio podcasts can be found. Uh, of course, today we're going to be reviewing uh, NXT TakeOver In Your House. Uh, it was a pretty enjoyable show, but first yeah. we wanted to give a shout out and a sincere thanks to the Friendo community, our Friendo Black Lives Matter uh, a benefit for the bail project surpassed $10,000. We are now at $11,722.38. And the two suite has been ordered. Uh, you and I are going to produce a, 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 man, just the finest piece of, of two suite based cinema perhaps it has ever been created, Larson. We're going to debut it live on uh, the the Larson Two Sweet Tour uh, live stream. And uh, from then on out, you're on the tour, man, whenever yeah. you go to the grocery store, when you go wrestling to shows, wrestling shows, Del Taco, Denny's, the, the, the flea market, wherever you, you choose to go, if a friendo sees you, whoa, they go for the yeah. Two Sweet. But until you get your Two Sweet, I can't throw it up yet. Soy Primero, I'm the first one. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I I was thoroughly excited when I saw. It. We both had the feeling that we were probably going to get there, but until you're there, you don't want to celebrate. I woke up this morning and uh, it was like the uh, it was it was like three three hundred thirty some odd dollars under, and I was like, oh man, that's easy, that's awesome, that's great. And then I checked it like 15 minutes later, and of course Chongo from the Tree of Woe, our dear friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, put us over the top, three hundred thirty-three dollars, uh, and uh, and boom, we were there, and it's been it's been growing ever since then. Yep. So yep. and we still have Friendo Fest two happening tomorrow, Monday noon Pacific time, three Eastern, eight over the United Kingdom. Right. Here um, on it's it's so uh, just because we hit our goal doesn't mean we're going to stop. Nope. Raising money. Yep. We're going to keep on going. Yeah. I, I believe the the fundraiser will continue until at least through all day tomorrow. Uh, if not Tuesday at some point. Okay, great. Uh, and that uh, Friendo Fest 2 is going to be going down uh, right here on twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. So if you're watching us on the YouTube, if you're listening to us, the audio realm, if you want to check it out, by all means, please. Uh, and then we'll probably put the VOD up on uh, YouTube, depending mm-hmm. on what we do. Um, mm-hmm. Because like YouTube can sometimes can be kind of weird. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But uh, But yeah, check that out. Uh, over there on the Twitch live. It should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so let's hop right into it. Uh, NXT TakeOver In Your House. That was a pretty fun show. Um, it was a pretty fun show. The There was just kind of one, I hesitate to call it a dud. It wasn't a dud. It just uh, wasn't that great of a cinematic match. They're not all. They're not all going to be gold. 
they're not yeah, all obviously. going to obviously. hit. Sometimes uh, they're gonna they're, there's gonna be a miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I thought that the uh, the overall packaging, the uh, the 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 lengths they went into making it a true in your house throwback, I thought was uh, was very clever. Uh, it was very refreshing. It had a, a sense of fun. Um, I really wish that there was a crowd there to see this uh, beyond the PC recruits, but this is good. You know what they should have done for this backlot brawl? If you really want to be continuous with the in your house theme, find the first house they gave away on in your house Mm. and see if anybody's living there, buy the house from them. You know, that's probably like a $600,000 purchase at this point. WWE has the money. Well, they had they had like a they had the full sale set. Yeah, I know. They had Hill. I'm saying though, if you want to do a cinematic match, have it inside the house. Was it Hilldale or Hill Valley? What in Back to the Future? Yeah, it was Hill Valley. Oh, okay, all right. They had that. They had the clock tower. They should have done the clock tower. Should have gone to Universal Studios. Yeah, go to Universal what Studios. Going on there. It was the Universal Studios in Orlando. Yeah, I know. I know that's what I'm talking about. That's where Impact used to. Flip. I think they just opened it back up, though. There might be people there. Yeah. Um, you see that, that, that footage of, uh, of the casinos in Vegas open already? Huh? Everybody's Goodness. coughing on each other's mouths. Oh my gosh! They're all gonna die. Anyways, uh, yeah, I thought it was fun. Uh, uh, by the way, congratulations are in order. Oh, I won. Yeah, I won predictions. I will be swinging by. Big Red is now going to Larson's house. Hold on. I got a proposition for you. I want to get peed on by his dog. I got well, a proposition gonna... for you. What? Listen, I got a proposition for you. What? I'm going to I'm be more than happy to save you a trip over here since, let me finish, since we got uh, Backlash next weekend. So this is what I'll propose. I was supposed to write a poem for losing predictions for double or nothing. I haven't right. done it yet. Wipe that off the table. You can hold that belt for the week for a week until backlash. Fair enough. Save Fair you enough. a trip over here if, if you don't need to make it, man. I don't know, man. I kind of feel like the 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 title has been in. I mean, what, dude? What if I win backlash? That's fine. That's what, fine. This is it. Uh, this is gonna be. Uh, who was it? Was the uh, this would be like a Taker beating Hogan and then Hogan winning it at Tuesday in, in Texas? It's no. It's more like uh, Antonio Noki beating uh god he beat somebody for that wwf title and then they took it off the books no this win stays on the books this win stays on the books i won predictions this is gonna won. be a weird asterisk where it's like larson never carried the title during this time yeah, that's fine it's not a huge deal because I, I mean like there's a 50 50 chance i lose it again on next sunday so all right i'll save you a trip I'll save enough. you a trip Fair. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. You live ten minutes away. I can leave my house for ten minutes. I understand. I mean, if you're if you're on your way somewhere and I'm on the way, sure, fine, whatever. But don't you have to make you don't have to make a special trip out here for me. Yeah, I got nothing better to do. Anyways, uh, it kicked off with the match that determined predictions: uh, the heels versus the faces. It was a six man tag, six woman tag. Shotzi Blackheart, uh, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim versus Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez. And Candice LeRae, um, and this uh, match was a lot of fun. Everybody had their yep. WrestleMania gear on. Man, they all looked yeah. like a million bucks. Everybody looked yeah. like a million bucks tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, this is this is a fun match, dude. Yeah, and thankfully the face is one. That means I won predictions um, early <laughs> on. Shotzi's going for a suicide dive, and Raquel caught her, but basically had to catch her 
it was like hand strength that she used to catch her because she was bent over and had her arms extended. Mm-hmm. Caught her and then tosses her, and then Mia follows a suicide dive that takes out Raquel. And then Candace gets does like a springboard moonsault type thing uh, that takes out Mia. And then Tegan hit, goes on the top, hits like a top rope sum, somersault senton. It was great, fantastic. Oh yeah, all sorts of great stuff. Later on, uh, Shasti Blackheart employed uh, Brian Danielson's old finisher. Cattle mutilation. That's pretty cool. A great submission move on Candice. Dakota Kai breaks that up. Uh, the ref trying to get her out of the ring. While well, that's all happening, Raquel gets in there. Bang, drops Shotzi with a lariat. Candice makes the cover. Only gets a two count. Shotzi is then isolated for a while. Eventually, though, she does get a, a hot tag to Mia Yim. Uh, she takes it to Candice. Hits a dragon suplex. Uh, gets a two. Uh, later on, Tegan and Raquel Gonzalez are in. Uh, Tegan goes for a Rana. Raquel catches her. Hits a powerbomb. Yim breaks that up, and then her and Candice, they go brawling backstage through the set. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez set up for a, a double-team move. Uh, Kai accidentally kicks Gonzalez in the head. Uh, Tegan choke slams Dakota Kai, and then her and Shotzi both drop kick Raquel Gonzalez out of the ring, and then Knox hits Kai with the shiny, shiningest wizard mm-hmm. to get the win. For the win, yeah. Yeah, fun match. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's funny because in in retrospect, seeing how Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano went down, because I was like, you know, they're building up Gargano, they're building up, you know, uh, Candice LeRae um, as like this power couple, and uh, you and I both thought going in that, yeah, Gargano might have a good shot of of winning uh, the North American title tonight. Mm-hmm. Boy, mm-hmm. were we wrong on that one. Um, yeah, and so uh, I figured that along with the fact that like, you know. It's just it heels look better when they when they get their. I, I felt that there was more for the heels to get out of a win than the faces, but uh, obviously they have been. All six of these uh, women have been interacting uh, in some manner or another, mm-hmm. uh, and so this sort of maybe as as a blow off of some sorts for them. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the win's going to shake here in the uh, in the next uh, episode yeah, of TV. Either. Uh, afterwards, we had Damian Priest versus Finn Balor. Let's talk about Damian Priest's pants for a second. Yeah. Uh, he usually wears dark stuff. Yeah. Uh, this was not that. This was very bright. It looked like the facade of a house with like an intricate window scheme. Yeah, some sort of lattice thing on it. Yeah. He had like windows into his thighs. Mm-hmm. He had, and then there were some patches that looked like security door latticing. Yeah, like yeah, like netting. Some that was a little uh, looser, wider weave, like fishnet mm-hmm. stockings. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The the house analogy is a sound one, I believe. He really looked like the set. Um, didn't help him win though. But no. this was a wildly fun match. It was fun. It was it was probably one of Finn Balor's best matches in WWE. Period. He's been um, yeah every, yeah every ever since he he came to NXT. It's like we keep on saying, oh man, this is probably the best match he's had. You know, uh, he's had a lot of really great NXT. Really is, uh, I mean, even even more so. I think maybe because he's like a bad guy. Well, I guess now he's not. Um, yeah, the Finn Balor heel turn didn't last very long, did it? The uh, the uh, more so, I think, than his demon days. Like he's really turned it around. I mean, when he was the demon, it, takeovers really weren't like pre Gargano. Trying to think, like I guess Samoa Joe, Nakamura, and Finn Balor sort of started to change the the the, the takeover thing into like 
okay, now they're going to be delivering these yeah, five-star yeah, matches. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Gargano was kind of the guy who came around, Gargano and Champa, and they just, and Andrade even. Yeah, yeah. They were the guys I mean, I who feel like really. There was a lot of really good uh, matches before. For me, it feels like that Gargano-Andrade title match was really the fulcrum. Yeah, uh, right. The pivot point where, oh, wow, like takeovers mm-hmm. or have incredible matches across the board. Yeah. There would always be one, two, three really good matches every takeover. There's always, like with the tag division, was stacked with Revival, Gargano, Ciampa, Authors of Pain, American Alpha. There's always really good tag matches mm-hmm. on those cards. But yeah. now it's just, man, across the board. And I feel like, I feel like, a great match. I feel like that's translated like Finn before and Finn now. It's mm-hmm. just, there is, there is that sort of expectation and people seem to step up their game a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, anyways, uh, this was a really fun match. So it kicked yeah. off Balor immediately when the bell rings, or I'm sorry, before the bell rather, uh, hits a drop kick on Damian Priest. He rolls out, he's pissed off, uh, gets back in, takes it to Priest, Finn chop blocks, Damian brawls with him on the outside. Um, and then they just they go at it from there. Yeah, they go at it from there. Uh, this bit really hurt. It really hurt. Mm-hmm. It really hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Priest drops fit on the corner of the apron with the razor's edge. Ow. Gets him back in the ring, covers, gets two. Uh, Priest hits some back elbows in the corner. Finn, this is a really good sequence. Uh, Finn responds to the sling blade, and then Priest hits a bunch of kicks, goes for a reckoning. Finn reverses that into that reverse DT elbow things he does. Shotgun drop kick. He goes up top. You think he's going to go for a coup de gras? No. Pr- Priest grabs him by the throat, climbs a second rope, bang, super choke slam. Uh, Priest, though, is slow to make the cover. Finn kicks out of it. Uh, this next part hurt <laughs> bad. This was great. So Priest has, is on the apron. He has Finn, picks him up from inside the ring, up like he's going to razor's edge him to the ring steps that are set up outside. Yeah. Uh, Finn escapes, and Priest says, Where'd he go? Turns around. Finn drop kicks him onto the ring steps, but he oh. doesn't does he doesn't land flat back on no. the ring steps. His lower back hits the corner, the edge of the ring step. He sort of like bounces off of it a little bit. Yeah, it was from bad. his lower back. It looks so it gnarly. Bad. It looks Anyways, so gnarly. From that point, like Priest gets back on the ring. Finn hits a double stomp to his back, follows the coup de gras for the win. Mm-hmm, yeah, but that so, bump was bad. Yeah, it looked really that bad. Looked, that sucked. He that sucked real bad. His name will not. His name. My name is now not going to live in infamy. I'm going to be the guy. My name's going to be living infamy for taking nasty bumps off ring steps. <laughs> exactly. Hey, it was a really fun match, though. It was a really good match. But it was a really good match. My match of the night was probably, probably, Johnny Gargano versus Keith Lee. It was fun. This was so much fun. I mean, look, man, Keith Lee, one of the most creative big men, maybe ever. Uh, Johnny Gargano, one of the most creative wrestlers ever, and put them together. And Johnny Gargano was having so much fun. He's found his character as a bad guy, and mm-hmm. it's just endlessly fun. I mean, it really it reminds me a lot of Daniel Bryan, his first heel run back uh, a while, like when he oh, was like, like 2010, old. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's really terrific stuff, and this match was so much fun. They played a lot with the house set. Like it started off, Gargano was inside the set of the house, and it was like it looked like a house in there. And he comes out of the door, and he locks the door, and he takes the key, puts it in his trunks. Even before that, when he's leaving, there's a picture of Michael Hayes on the wall. That's right. Of, sorry, Doc Hendricks. Doc Hendricks, yeah. Um, and then so he goes to the Nest thermometer mm-hmm. and turns the temperature down. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, in the wintertime you're supposed to do, but in the summertime you're supposed to turn it up so your air conditions will come on when you're not there. Yeah. But it's a nice touch actually make that, you know, 
that little detail because he turned it down from like 70 something to 68. And there was, and speaking of the Nest thermometer, there was also a Nest uh, camera doorbell mm-hmm. uh, on the front of the facade, and that'll come in, uh, that'll come in handy later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you mentioned Johnny, he locks the door, sticks the key in his trunks. Of course, last time you saw uh, these two guys in the ring, uh, Johnny used his house key to, to, to stab Keith Lee in the face. Uh, likewise, on uh, NXT TakeOver, or sorry, NXT TV this week, uh, Gargano kicked the ring steps and the Keith Lee's hand. That would mm-hmm. come into play. Yeah, yeah. Whenever Johnny wanted to uh, gain the advantage, he would go after, or try to gain the advantage, he would go after Keith Lee's hands. There's a lot of uh, uh, attempts at power bombs on Keith Lee part, especially early on, um, early it, uh, on the ringside area. Um, that, that was good, clever stuff. Uh, we got to see Gargano get pounced through the plexiglass. Oh, man, that was fun. That was great. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, and that was towards the end. There's just a lot of clever stuff. And whenever Gargano is weird, because whenever Gargano would get the advantage, he rather than going on a run, it felt like he would just be content to get on the ground, just like punch Keith Lee a lot. Yeah. So that was I mean, that was the the, the main story that I took away from this is that Keith Lee is a monster and he dominated this match. So, like, he was dominating for most of it. And then we figure, okay, well, Gargano, he's going to find a sneaky way to win. Then he gets pounced through the plexiglass. And then it's like, no, he's not. But then he sticks his key into Keith Lee's eye. Because there's, like, a, a little scrum with uh, Mia Yim and Candice LeRae. Yeah. And while the ref is dealing with them, he takes the key out of his dick. And he, like, jams it into <laughs> Keith Lee's eye. And it's like, okay... There you go. Well, he does that. And he hits the slingshot DT, he hits, which he's used to win matches before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Keith Lee kicks out. And yeah. then he gives him something. three super kicks. Yeah. Three super kicks. Yes. Yeah. Kicks out of every single one of them. And then he ends up with the, uh, what is he called? The, he's, the, he's a spirit bomb. Yeah. Like he had yeah. full extension the on Gargano. Bomb, and then the power bomb. And he had, he was from like three stories up. Yeah. And then the big bang catastrophe. catastrophe uh, Keith Lee got the win, but man, he just fairly definitive fashion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I like this feud a lot and I wanted to continue, but my God, Keith Lee just murdered Johnny Gargano and somebody, I forget who I'm I'm sorry. I forgot somebody in our chat said it. He, uh, he just Garganoed Gargano because he kicked yeah. out of everything Gargano had multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun match. Uh, yeah, next, a something a bit less fun. The backlot brawl for the NXT title, Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. We've talked extensively how this match has kind of suffered from underwhelming creative. Uh, we speculated on whether the uh, empty arena situation uh, has uh, adversely affected Dream in terms of uh, his performances because he's so he's so used to getting a, a massive crowd reaction and feeding off that, especially for his matches um, and playing to them as well. And just from the get-go, this whole feud just has really seemed to lack a spark. Yeah, they haven't really even included Velveteen Dream in the feud all that much. That's been we've been no. talking about this endlessly on the on the recaps of NXT TV. I thought that they could have the fact that now they've got all those performance center recruits. The I mean, they've got all sorts of people in there now. Um, like as the crowd, I felt like they could have done. Maybe something with them to maybe try and replicate the 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 thing that Dream has mm-hmm. with the crowd when he does takeovers, the thing that makes him special. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'll say this. I think the back now this this match it was a turd. It was a turd. In the history of cinematic matches, this is going to be the one they're like, "Oh, this was not great." Um and it's only because they they they've been pretty successful uh, to this point. I think that this was a decent idea. Like it wasn't a terrible idea. The execution was not solid at all. You kept on saying and this is I completely agreed with you, but you had it right immediately within the first two minutes you could tell that the way they filmed this you had no concept of the geography of the match it's simple enough it's it's a it's a ring with a bunch of cars surrounding it but then somewhere out here there's a set there's the back lot set mm-hmm. for full sale right mm-hmm. so it's like an, a, a a small town facade yeah i didn't know where any of that stuff was and the mat a lot of the match took place over there yeah where it was in relation to the ring yeah and the car it was so like obviously they filmed this at night there i mean they they needed at least double the lights to re- and and widen out those cameras to really get a sense of what was going on the there was that um, and we didn't get a really good, good sense of the geography of the, the of where it was happening until the end when Dexter Loomis got involved, when there was yeah. actually one shot that followed him yeah. from ring to a car. The last five minutes were decent. The last better, five minutes yeah. were decent. Yeah. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Um, I think that was a lot of it. Also, all the other cinematic matches they've done of late had either a very clear through line. Mm-hmm. 
Money in the Bank, the Boneyard match. Mm -hmm. You knew what those matches were about and why they were happening. Um, or, or, or the Firefly Funhouse match was such a, a brilliant creative idea that um, it's, it's like basically impossible to get sucked into that world. Mm -hmm. I still don't know why this match had to happen in the back lot versus in the ring. Adam Cole has put on tons of great matches. Velveteen Dream can put on really good matches, can put on great matches, and he's the thing about Dream in, in terms of uh, the storytelling of pro wrestling, he's really good at it. He is, he's yeah. really good. He is, yeah. Think of his match against Aleister, Aleister Black. I know. Yeah. How brilliant that match was from a yeah. storytelling it standpoint. Great. It was great. You know, and he's had countless of those. So it seemed like of all the competitors to have a cinematic match, especially one that didn't have a very clear reason for really existing, mm -hmm. um, these are two guys that could tell a credible story in the ring. Yeah, right. Just let them tell a credible story in the ring. Rather, this, For the first time, the cinematic match felt like a gimmick to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And it felt unnecessary. And then they kicked things off with Adam Cole rolling up in a monster truck with Undisputed Era stuff all over. And yeah. I was watching this and like, all right, this, you're, start, you're it's starting to become a bit of a parody of the cinematic <laughs> matches as they've been. And we're like five matches into it. Yeah, right, yeah. It's like they've already jumped the shark. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with anything he said. I like the Lambo that uh, that, yeah, the Lambo uh, was nice. That, that Dream rolled up in. Um, yeah, I just I think that I don't know what they could have done different. I think that I, I told you I jokingly said they needed to storyboard this, and I I don't I, I kind of agree with that still that there needed to be a clearer vision for what this is. I feel like yeah. they felt like hey, let's just set it up, get a bunch of cameras out there, and then we'll cut it together. It doesn't really work that way. I think they might have learned. It doesn't really work that way. This really is not. Yeah. It's not really the way to go. Um, yeah. The bigger beats here. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, Cole runs uh, rolls up in the Undisputed Era monster truck. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dream rolls up in a Lambo, and uh, and then we're on from there. Yeah, we are. Um, so <sighs> this match kind of had a some. Like I know, a lot of people like the one last, one final beat match, the Gargano Champa blow off. I feel like that had a little too much brawling, for my taste personally. Mm -hmm. um, and this match definitely suffered from that for a while. At one point, another SUV pulls up, and we think, "Oh, Dexter Loomis is showing up." Mm -hmm. No, it's just like someone who got lost or who wasn't yeah. supposed to be there or something like yeah. that. Um, and then uh, it really didn't really get started going until uh, Undisputed Era shows up in their own car, um, and so Velveteen Dream. Uh, slams Adam Cole on the roof of a car, gets a ladder, sets it up, climbs to the top like he's about to do a purple rainmaker off the top of the ladder while Cole's in the car. Undisputed error roll up in, uh, in, a, in a Impala, I think. The the headlights from the car blind the Dream a bit. So Cole gets up, climbs the ladder. Uh, Dream, he, oh, he gets up there, he poses for a bit and sees Undisputed error pull up. He's, mm -hmm. he's stoked about it. Dream pushes him off. Cole crashes into the windshield of the car. And he's like, he's got his arm all cut up and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, Undisputed Era attack Dream. They get to the, the back of the monster truck, toss a bunch of chairs out there into the ring. Uh, one of those chairs falls to the ground. It gets pulled under the ring. We know who this is going to be. It's Dexter Loomis. Mm, yeah. So he takes that chair. He starts beating up Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish with it. Uh, tosses the, uh, them into the trunk of their own car, I believe. Drives off. Mm -hmm. um, back in the ring, Cole tries for Panama Sunrise. Dream catches him, hits a DVD, uh, Dream Valley driver, but not in the giant pile of chairs that's maybe a foot and a half away from him. Mm. Yeah. Take that beat, Dream. Yeah, yeah the I know. 
That was that was weird. That was weird. Gets a two, and this was kind of inexplicable too. So after Colt takes that Dream Valley driver, he's selling it, gets up, sets up a chair, and then sits in it. <laughs> like, yeah, I just don't get the motivation behind it. Yeah, that. neither do I. Uh, Dream goes up top, hits Purple Rainmaker, uh, slow to cover. Cole kicks out. Uh, Dream, he's talking trash to Adam Cole. Adam Cole hits him with a low blow. Low blow. Hits Panama Sunrise on the pile of chairs mm-hmm. to get the win. Yeah, uh, and Cole doesn't seem all that concerned with where his friends in the Undisputed Era went off to. Yeah, uh, he was just celebrating. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of a turd. Uh, they can't all be great, though. I exactly. Guess. And maybe they'll just learn. Hey, we really need to motivate these things better and really come at it. If it's if the match is motivated, then maybe our approach to the match will be motivated. Exactly. That's I think there's a total lack of through line in terms of why the match was happening, and so it couldn't play out in any sort of stylistic approach. So yeah. it means literally a situation like, well, we got to have this match. How are we gonna do it? We'll just shoot it. We'll shoot, mm-hmm. shoot, shoot. Worry about it later. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it in the editing, in the editing bay, and just mm-hmm. didn't really turn out. Yeah, and anybody who's anybody who's been to film school knows you can't do that. Yeah, not really. Uh, so yeah, uh, it was what it was. And after that, we had Carrion uh, Cross's NXT takeover, takeover debut. Debut, yeah, against Tommaso Ciampa. The match of who was more special? And in this case, it was Carrion uh, Cross. Oh, clear, clear, clear indication <laughs> that Carrion Cross was more special. Pretty much laughed off everything Champa was doing. Hey, let me ask you this: uh-huh. Out of everybody who participated in a takeover in Takeover tonight, three names, two names, uh, occur to me as people who we might see a call up for them: All Dream right. and Champa. Is it because he uh, did the interview and softened on his stance about being called up? That definitely helped. Mm-hmm for my opinion, and this match. Mm-hmm. Um, this was basically a squash match. When we were watching it, I compared it to Cena Brock at SummerSlam was 2014. Yeah, 2014, yeah. That extended squash match. That's, it didn't last that long, but it had the same feeling. It did. I mean, Cross was basically laughing off everything Champa did. Um, my main concern with Cross is this. He looks great. He looks great. I've never really seen him wrestle enough to know if I could get a feel for, oh, man, this guy's got chops to bring it to takeovers. This match didn't convince me of anything. Um, and well, it also thing, wasn't a match constructed to convince you of that either. No, it wasn't. But at the same time, a takeover type squash, I think, could still be far more interesting than what we saw tonight. And if Cross had busted, I'll put it this way. If Karrion Cross had busted out some moves that you're like, whoa, that's new. That's interesting. That's really cool. And yet still squashed Champa. I would be like, okay, cool. This guy is, this guy is legit. I, I just didn't, I didn't see that from tonight. That's my thing. I think Cross is. I, I think Cross has everything. I just don't know. Look, man. If I watch, when I watch NXT, especially takeovers, man, I want to see. I want to see like a potential five star match. Oh, obviously, yeah. Damian Priest, he put on a damn near four star match tonight. Maybe four, I know. And, probably four and a half. 
But the point, but that the, again, the point of this match was not to tell, not to put. The point of this match was not to put on a great match. It was establish Kieran Cross as a dominant force. Okay, okay, but but compare that to what we saw earlier in the night, Keith Lee. That dude can put on takeover matches. Yeah, but and there was also a story. I mean, if it weren't for an injured hand and a house key, that match would not have been competitive. It's a, a, a nearly as competitive as what it was. I understand your point, but, but there are story really elements. Good. There it was because there were story elements to make it interesting. Yeah, but also Keith Lee's a really interesting he wrestler. Is. He is. I'm not disputing any of that. I'm just saying I feel like the point of this this, this match was booked intentionally one dimensional to make Karrion uh, Cross look like a destroyer and nothing else. All right, nothing else. You I thought that it was, was booked uncreatively to show that he's just a monster? Yeah. All right. This Maybe was a glorified right. squash match. That's, I mean, uh, I mean, he he basically double choke slam. He did double choke slam Champa neck first onto the apron. This match was to make him look like a destroyer. Yeah, God, I hated that spot, That sucked because Ciampa's got a bad neck. If he's going to the main roster, he should be taking neck, uh, bumps in the neck. That shouldn't be happening. I don't happening. need that stuff. I don't need that stuff. I mean, if he's got a good neck, he shouldn't be taking that because you're going to have a bad neck and keep taking those type of bumps. How cool would that be if Ciampa landed on main roster? That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. But send him to SmackDown. Yeah, I know. probably end up on Raw, though, huh? But anyways, I mean, in terms of, of establishing Karrion Cross, you got Ciampa, who's basically Mr. NXT. Yeah. Um. Uh, and you have Cross in there just destroy him in six minutes. Uh, yeah. Completely not competitive six minutes where he's laughing off everything Ciampa does. It was the most creatively booked match. No. Again, I don't think it was supposed to be. I think this was just like, like literally, we're telling you, the audience, Karrion Cross is dist- is going to be here just dis- destroying people. He's not going to be cute about it. He's not going to be clever about it. He's going to use a lot of suplexes and the cross jacket, and he's going to win. Yeah, I'm not into it. Um, it's a very old school way of thinking about things. Yeah, no, I know, but and that's, that's typically what I like about why, NXT is that it's not it's 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 the it's the new stuff. And that's why I usually don't like squash matches because it's like, all right, you're gonna put somebody in the in the ring get somebody else who I know is definitely not gonna win. Why should mm-hmm. I be invested in this match at all? So here's the thing: I get this. Omega Evans says crosses NXT's version of Brock Lesnar. I get it. The thing is, Brock Lesnar had all sorts of legitimacy coming in. When they brought him back in 2012, granted, he lost to Triple H, but when he made his statement match against John Cena in 2014 or or, or Mania 30 against The Undertaker, it was, hey, this guy is now at a whole new level. We've seen what he can do in the past. Look at how they booked him in 2002. I think that's Um, probably what Omega Adventure referring to is, is Brock in 2002. That's that's fine, but even I I know I know it's just okay. Even Brock was doing uh, the shooting star press. He didn't do that very often on main roster, though. Yeah, but he was doing cool stuff. He was doing cool stuff. He was doing cool cool stuff. I mean, he was he was a a a level athlete that doesn't come along very often. And that's the thing. Like I get it. It's just Champa looked so. Big Daddy Diesel here says Champa looks so. I don't know. It's just. I, I feel I'll put it this way. I think in NXT, it's like, dude, you kind of have to earn this stuff. You know what I mean? You have to earn this stuff. And not he didn't tri- earn it. Not Triple H really likes you. <laughs> Granted. Granted. I mean, Triple H sees huge star potential in Karrion Cross and, and Chomp is on his way up to the Raw I know, SmackDown. I know. Duck Guess Man who's says, getting run through? Chomp. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, again, uh, I, don't like, I don't like squash matches. I find them boring. I really do, and I understand your point. Um, 
and you're right, Carrying Cross has everything else. We just don't know if he could compete at the highest level there is in NXT. Hopefully we find out, but again, I don't think this match was booked as evidence whether he can or not. I think this match was booked for one purpose, establishing him as capable of destroying anybody and you gotta everybody. Sh- you got to show me something cool, man, because it's NXT. You got to show me something cool. I mean, Lee shows me something cool. I mean, if you take if you take out the fact that Ciampa's got a terrible neck, that spot on the apron was cool. No, it wasn't. It sucked. I hated it. I hated it. Sucked. it. I hated but it. if you want to establish Karrion Cross as someone who's willing to go out there and, and absolutely decimate somebody, that's how you do it. He looks great, though. Yeah, he looks great. He looks Every, great. His packaging, everything is great. His promos great. are great. Scarlet's great. All great. Everything's great. But this is NXT, man. This ain't some hole in the wall. I want to see you wrestle. But here's here's the thing. Well, let's wait and judge what he's be able to bring as I far as in NXT. Let me finish. Uh, his in-ring performance until he's booked in a match that's supposed to be competitive. And I think that's going to be the key. All right, man. All right. All right. Now, if he could book, be booked in a competitive match and tell an interesting story, then he'll be fine. All right. But the, the story wasn't meant to be interesting. <sighs> that's a cop-out, man. That's a cop-out. This wasn't good. Um, anyways, yeah, your notes are uh, appropriately short here. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Cross basically no-selling everything. Tosses Champa neck first in the corner of apron. Champa makes a comeback. Knees Cross out of the ring. Follows with a draping DDT. Gets a two. You forgot all the bits where Cross laughed. Uh, Cross escapes. Well, you can just insert that in between any of these commas here, and then it's it, apropos. <laughs> Hits an F10, locks in, cross jacket, Champa passes out. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't want to be all negative and stuff, but... Uh, you sound pretty negative right now, man. What's that? So you're sounding pretty negative. Ah, it's just... It's just I don't know. You know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm an NXT stand, man. You are. But here's I the am. thing about NXT. How often do they really go, especially on a takeover, do they take the route of, oh, we're going to have someone get just thoroughly and totally squashed? Yeah. They don't do that. I just didn't even find it that shocking, though. No, that's totally expected. We all like if you're gonna, no, I, I mean, to, I mean, like within the context of the match, like okay, Cena Brock was shocking, and not just because Brock beat Cena or Brock squashed oh, Cena. A, it was a level of violence that he employed to do it. Exactly. If they'd given this next for four minutes, and it was just carrying cross, tossing Chomp around the ring and laughing about it, yeah, we might have got that. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think that's a reflection of of Cross's. And I'm not just trying to like say carrying cross is the best thing. I'm not trying to to. to you know, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a carrying cross stand. Oh, I'm you're just saying. Standing him so much. I'm just saying that's not a reflection of of, of Champa or or Cross's abilities. I just think it's the way they, <laughs> they want this match to be quick, decisive, and establish Cross as as a destroyer. And I think that's that's the sole purpose of this match, and nothing more. Are they going to fast track him just to the title, man? That'd be so weak if they do. Well, Loomis is next, seemingly. Yeah, seemingly that'd be there. Yeah. With a seemingly for a title program, he's not going to win. Yeah. So then it's either Keith Lee or it's going to be Carrying Cross. Who else is there? <sighs> All right. Uh, listen, man, we got some great news. We got a new woman's champion. That's awesome. And you and I would have marked out so hardcore. And I am like, I am so excited that Io Shirai is the new NXT Women's mm-hmm. Champion. I, I'm shocked that we didn't mention the beginning, but. <laughs> The the moonsault at the end of this match. Yeah, we were worried that the Rhea had gotten concussed. So good news. Sean Ross Sapp said uh that uh uh he had heard that Rhea uh said uh, coming through the curtain that she was okay. So no harm, no foul. Um 
This was a really fun match. It was a lot of fun. Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, Charlotte for the Women's Championship. Uh, and uh, Io Shirai with the Moonsault victory on Rhea Ripley, who was taking a figure eight, uh, was awesome. It was so great. It was just really hard to chant to cheer because it looked like she completely crushed Rhea Ripley's head. But God, Io Shirai is a new NXT Women's Champion, I know, champion, it's amazing. Man. It's so good. How but- great is that? You know, and, and you try to take me to task after the match, but I was like, history is, is indicated this is usually the case. Whenever two people are feuding, yeah. a third party gets introduced to a match, they're the one that eats the pin. Yeah. It's not 100% of the time, but it's a lot of time. And I'm happy that NXT went against the trope and said, all right, EO's getting inserted to a feud that's been going on since before WrestleMania. And guess what? She's going to be the one that walks away with the title. I know. I know. Um, I hope this means that uh, Rhea and Charlotte, I, I mean, I think they can probably continue their feud sort of away from the title scene maybe while EO takes on other competitors. Um, it but, is interesting, uh, though, that they, you know, that Rhea didn't recapture the title from Charlotte. Maybe somewhere down the line they'll have that happen again at, at, in, in a different, on a different brand for a different title. I don't know. I am what, yeah, I am kind of curious about that. I don't know. So I know Triple H said, he, you know, the, the, the bit about well, I feel like Rhea losing to Charlotte helps her grow as a character, kayfabe-wise. Mm-hmm. But you think to, to come full circle on that growth, she would have to defeat Charlotte at some point, and not just defeat her, defeat her for the belt that she lost. Yeah. That would seem to make sense. But, you know, maybe this is something that they, they have in their back pocket that two, three years now from now, if they want to reference, they can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. I mean, Triple H might have that idea, then then Rhea gets to Maine, and then, you know, her and Charlotte never cross paths again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. I, I can't get out of my head the spot where I'm, I'm looking at the other moments here, but I can't get out of my head uh, EO coming off the top of the house facade. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that was rad. Oh, and Charlotte, we finally got, we were wondering if somebody was going to go through the, uh, the window uh, at the front of the house set, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the house set, the house set window also had an LED behind it, so I didn't know if that was possible. But Charlotte threw EO through the window, so to speak, here, yeah. uh, and that was really good. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, EO climbs to the top of the set, hits crossbody on Charlotte and Rhea. Uh, EO goes up top for a moonsault on Charlotte. Rhea clocks her. Charlotte tries for the spear. Rhea avoids that. She looks for a superplex. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> on EO. I love what Rhea looks for a superplex on Rhea. Uh, <laughs> EO avoids, though. Uh, pushes Rhea, tries for a Frankenstein, or Rhea catches her. Charlotte that was just like EO. crazy back and forth. Yeah, spot. it was all over the place. Um, it so, all ends in, in Rhea hitting a riptide on Charlotte. EO breaks up that pin, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then uh, uh, after that, Rhea gets the EO in the reverse clover leaf. Charlotte gets a kendo stick, starts... You know, using it on Rhea and EO. Yeah, that was a great spot where Charlotte yeah. arose, like rose from the, the in the background with the kendo stick. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. Uh, and then she follows the spear on Rhea, 
puts her in the figure four, bridges to the figure eight. And then as soon as that happens, we're like, all right, what is EO coming with the moonsault? Sure enough, hits moonsault and Rhea uh, covers her to get the win. Uh, Rich here says, please, please, please put Frendo Fest on YouTube. Sorry, Ranch, I didn't mean to say that we weren't going to make it available on VOD. Um, it will be available somehow, some way. Don't yeah. worry about it. You'll be able to see it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, uh, all, so, I mean, yeah. the main event was really fun. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, yeah, I thought that was great. I thought Lee versus Gargano was was great. That was my mm-hmm. match of the night. I thought that was mm-hmm. terrific. And again, that was again, it was a dominant match from from Keith Lee, but it was so much fun. And you're right, it looked to accomplish a different thing yeah. than uh, than Killer Cross versus a uh, Champa. Um, but uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do with uh, with Killer Cross. I mean, look, man, uh, Triple H isn't stupid, and Killer Cross understands what what you do at takeovers yeah you got to bring it if you're not going to bring a great match then the the the, the luster on nxt is going to bl- come off you know yeah and I, again I, I you know i think wait to judge him from that perspective when he's in a match that's supposed to be competitive judge him now early when it's too early to tell i mean what do you think about matt riddle when he ko'd uh Cassiusona with a knee oh that was different though no, I know it was different, but the 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 idea for a is... couple of reasons. Number one, I knew what Matt Riddle was capable of before. Mm. Um, I've only seen Killer Cross in a couple of matches prior to this, and nothing he's done tells me that he's like takeover ready. Matt Riddle before like before he even got to NXT, everybody was excited because this guy belongs in takeover mm-hmm. matches. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference there. Like even right. I forget what how many Lars Sullivan matches were. I feel like Lars Sullivan was a more interesting wrestler than what I saw tonight from Karrion Cross. Mm. Well, he came, when remember when he first debuted, he was uh, getting put together with tag team partners, and his tag partner would always lose a match, and then he'd be upset about. That it. was awesome. I loved that. That was interesting. <laughs> that was good stuff. I mean, like I said, they're just set up Karrion Cross as 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 a destroyer. I know, but NXT is is kind of about, like, you know, bucking the conventions, you know? It's like bringing a new twist to what wrestling is. And that's not what I saw tonight. Oh, take it up with Triple H, man. Tweet him. (laughs) I know. I'm just just trying to explain it for what it is. I don't know what Triple H's motivation is, other than he's trying to uh, establish Killer Cross as a destroyer. And uh, hopefully it gets more interesting. If not, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that'll hey he'll be going to Maine probably within a exactly couple weeks anyways. where where one dimensional uh, destroying machines kind of fit right in yeah so. <laughs> that's a good point um, I'm not a cross hater I really like the guy I've you, if you've watched our recaps I'm not a hater on Killer Cross I was just this was a takeover I was hoping to see something that'd be interesting so anyways uh, yeah <laughs> who said this. Art Fracture says he isn't, he isn't what, but they're making, oh, he isn't, but they're making Cross look baby shit green. (laughs) Oh, man. I'll wait and see. I will wait and see. I know the comments are, Steve, why are you being so negative? Anyways, that's it for our takeover review. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in Uh, tomorrow, man. Friendo Fest 2. Live right here at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.